please believe me when I say that you cannot overcome a lack of branding or weak sauce branding with strong belief in yourself. And if that is confusing or intriguing to you, stay tuned because today I'm going to be diving deep into the what, the how, and the why of branding for coaches specifically. You're listening to Aesthetically Speaking. On this podcast, we're talking about all things branding, logos, colors, fonts, and the strategy behind it all. It seems like these days it's easier than ever to build an audience, but harder than ever to stand out online. My name's Rebecca, and I'm a brand strategist and designer. I'm here with my sister, Abby, a lawyer who needs a creative outlet. Together, we're going to talk about how to bring your brand to life. Okay, I am super excited about today's episode because if you've been following me for a while and you've seen kind of the different types of clients that I've worked with, you know that the majority of my clients are coaches and other client-based businesses. And I love working with coaches. I believe a lot in the power of coaching and in getting that kind of personalized support in your life and in your business. But I also love coaches because they really, really need strong brands to succeed. And it is so cool to see my clients go from being a fine, decent coach to being a true leader and expert and authority in their space. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk really specifically about branding for coaches and what it is and why you need it and how it works and and how to do it. So to begin with, I want to explain kind of this concept that I have created based on the kind of coaches that I see online. And I've kind of broken them into two groups. You have the hobby coaches and you have the professional coaches. And I want to talk about the difference between these two groups and how to move from one group to the other. So the first person is the hobby coach. And the hobby coach is somebody who is coming really from a place of service and love. A lot of times they found coaching and it really helped them with a specific challenge or trial that they were going through. And so they want to help other people too. And so they have this really deep appreciation for and belief in coaching, um, and they want to share that. But the distinction here is that a hobby coach isn't treating coaching like a business. They're treating it like a hobby. And so oftentimes these coaches will be undercharging for their services, definitely not charging like $100 an hour. And they have really lax boundaries with their clients, you know, so it's like, oh yeah, you know, pay, pay, pay what you can or pay what you want or pay me after the session. A lot of times it will just be pay by the session rather than having like a coaching package that their clients can sign up for. And the other significant thing with a hobby coach is the way that they see themselves. And this is what I mean when I'm talking about belief. Okay. When I'm talking about belief, I'm talking about your mindset, your self-image and your identity. Okay. So the way that you perceive yourself as it pertains to your coaching business and a hobby coach 
kind of says like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like I'm a coach instead of like, yeah, I'm a coach. I'm a powerful coach or even like I'm a business coach or I'm a marriage coach or whatever it is, right? A hobby coach doesn't have that confidence, even though they know deep down that they have the skills to really help someone. They just don't have that level of belief that they really need. A hobby coach also is a little generic and all over the place. So they often find themselves helping lots of different clients, doing lots of different things, and they're they're good at it. They can help people that way, but they're not really honed in on a specific kind of client, a specific process or outcome. And they also just don't have that confidence and that clarity of like, this is my thing. This is what I do. This is what I'm good at. This is how I can help you. Okay. So I, I want to contrast the hobby coach and also give the caveat that there's nothing wrong with being a hobby coach if that's what you choose. But I want to contrast that the hobby coach with what I call the professional coach, or I kind of think of it as the master coach, but life coach school has a, has a corner on the word master certified coach. So a professional coach is somebody who has refined their coaching skills. They are, they are an expert at what they do, right? But sometimes you have hobby coaches who are also really good at what they do. So a professional coach is not just a really good coach. They are also a master of their brand and their business. And here's what I mean by that. Professional coaches are going to have much better boundaries with their clients. They're going to charge a lot more. Not everyone wants to be a super high ticket coach, but professional coaches see the value in charging more for their services because they know that the investment, the financial investment that someone makes in coaching is part of the transformation that they receive. I believe the same thing about my services. So they will charge more for their coaching. They also have a much better system for their business. So they're not saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's $85 a session. They're saying, Yeah, this is a three month package for $5,000. You can pay all at once or you can pay monthly. And they have a specific promise that they're making. Like, I will help you save your marriage or lose 50 pounds or be a calm mom with your kids, you know, whatever it is. That's kind of, but they have a promise that they're making. And then see how I'm kind of bringing this down. They know what they're all about. So beyond just a a specific package, they know I am the coach for women who want to make more money without working more hours. And they're like super honed in on what their thing is. And that, not to make this all too complicated, but that really comes down to two things too, which is they know who they are. They have total confidence in their own image and identity. And they also know the unique value of their business. And if you don't know those two things, you can market well, like you can use the pain points and the solutions and all that, but you're never going to become a brand unless you have clarity in that kind of message. So when I'm working with a coach and I'm going to walk through exactly what I do with my clients so you can see exactly how branding for coaches works. I focus on those two things, right? Who are you? What's your personality? 
What are you like? What's important to you? What are your dreams? And then I'm focusing on, okay, what's unique about your business? How are you bringing your personality into your business? And I'm really helping you take your beliefs and apply them to your brand. So at the beginning of this episode, when I said you cannot overcome poor branding with strong belief, this is what I mean by that. Coaches who are on the path from being a hobby coach to a professional master coach often get really, really stuck on working on their mindset and their beliefs and their identity. And they think, if I just believe harder, I will get the results that I want. But you need a brand to allow you to take action on those beliefs. And without a brand, you're just going to be saying a bunch of really nice things that feel good to you, but don't really mean anything to your ideal client and don't move your business forward. And if you are finding yourself feeling really confident about what you have to offer, but you're not signing the clients that you want, you're not able to create a leveraged offer of some kind, that is a sign that your brand just isn't strong enough to carry your belief. But the good news is you've already got the belief part nailed down. So all we have to do is create a brand that matches your identity and your belief and your business will literally explode. It is amazing to experience. So let me walk you through the process of what you need to do when you're building a brand as a coach, okay? And the very first thing that you need to do is some personal soul searching. (laughs) And I wish that this was something that I could do for you, right? Because I love to be like, let me take it off your plate. I can't do this part for you, okay? I cannot tell you what's in your heart for your business, but I can give you a few suggestions for ways that you can find out for yourself. Number one, and this might seem counterintuitive, but I promise it's really helpful. Look at other coaches and find what you don't like. Like literally make a list like, okay, here's a coach that I follow on Instagram and here's what I don't like about what they're doing. And I don't mean this in a critical way, right? You're not judging them, but you are identifying for yourself what you don't want for your business, okay? So you might hate the way they price things. You might hate the way they're always launching something new. You might hate the way they don't launch something new, right? I can't tell you what it's going to be, but there will be things that stand out to you. And sometimes it's really just a lot easier for our brain to see what we don't want than what we do want. So I had a client who came to me and said, I actually don't want to make seven figures. And I was like, okay, cool. What do you mean by that? And as it turns out, you know, with this conversation, she was like, it actually has nothing to do with the money, but I do not want to work all the time. I'm like, okay. And she's like, because I like, I just, I want to believe that I can work less hours and make more money, right? And I'm like, okay, awesome. And I'm making a mental note like, so your brand is about reaching your goals with ease. Okay, that resonates with me, right? Like, I bet that would resonate with her with her ideal client as well. So you're going to go through this list of what you don't want. And then without looking at anybody else's stuff, I would even recommend like do this on separate days so you're not 
you know, kind of stuck in this rut of what are other people doing? I want you to sit down and think, what do I really want for my business? What kind of coach do you really want to be? And the trick here is to be really honest with yourself and not let yourself be swayed by what other people seem to be doing. Okay. So you do not have to have a group program if that doesn't appeal to you. You do not have to have 20 one-on-one clients if that doesn't appeal to you, right? Your business needs to be about you. And if we're going to create a brand that really works for you, you've got to be honest about what you really want. So you make that separate list of what you really want. And then I want you to kind of focus on or circle the ideas that keep coming back to you. So for me, when I'm doing this exercise, I really want to be world-class. I really want to provide a top-tier experience. And I want it to be an experience. I don't just want to deliver a nice brand. I want to provide a truly transformative experience for my clients that will impact their personal identity just as much as their business. And that's really important to me. Not a lot of other people do that or care about that, but I care about that a lot. I really want to be a high-level, high-ticket business. And a lot of my clients do too. So you got to do that soul searching, okay? You don't have to know everything, but if you can get a clear picture of what you don't want to do and what you do want to do, you will be in such a good place to build a brand. Once you've done your soul searching, you're going to come to me and you're going to say, okay, Rebecca, I'm ready. I want a seven-figure brand or I want a brand that makes me an icon. I want a brand that sets me up to hire a team or what, whatever it is. I want a brand that will help me change the world. I know that sounds crazy, but my clients believe they can change the world and I do too with the right brand. So you come to me and you're like, hey, this is what I want. And this is really the difference between what I do and what other branding people do is most of the time they would just say, okay, cool. That's what you want. Well, what colors do you like? And what's your name? And they'll design something hopefully really lovely and hand it off to you. Done. What I do is a little more in depth. And you know that if you've been listening to the podcast, but the way that I have kind of broken this down, because I think there are so many little nitty gritty steps to branding that are relevant to me, but may not be relevant to you. I've basically broken it down into three separate things, your vision, your vibe, and your visuals. Okay. And yes, I just happened to find words that all started with V. I am a branding expert after all. I just care about that stuff. So when we are casting a vision for your business, a lot of times you'll be expected to just come to your designer with a vision already nailed down. And my clients often have a vision for their business. But sometimes that vision is a little small and they need help expanding it. And sometimes they really don't have clarity in their vision. They just have a feeling, right? I just have this desire to do something big. I want to create something bigger than myself. I want to help people come home to themselves the way I have come home to myself. You know, all of these different things that people will say and and they're trying to describe a feeling. And so I can ask you the right questions 
to help you settle into a big vision for your future. And I want to give you an example of this process that I went through with my client, Courtney, this year. So Courtney Burnett, we started working together in, I can't even remember, a long time ago, meaning like three years ago. (laughs) And Courtney is a special needs advocate, a speech and language pathologist, and she's also an IEP coach. Um, She has so much expertise in the field of language and communication and special needs. So she came to me originally and said, you know, I want to build a brand around my advocacy and coaching work so that I can help more moms of special needs kids get the resources they need at school and from insurance and all those things. And so we created an amazing brand together. It's on my website if you want to see it more in depth. But kind of the thing that brought all of the elements of her brand together was this concept of raising the bar for inclusivity. And that became her tagline. So she's doing an amazing job. And this year, Courtney came to me and said, hey, I have an idea for a new thing that my family is doing and I want to brand it. Okay. Courtney understands the power of branding. So she and her family had recently invested in a property in Arizona that they were hoping to turn into an Airbnb. But Courtney, of course, has the best ideas. And she thought, rather than this just be like a normal Airbnb, what if I made it a more inclusive place for families with special needs or families with young children or families that need special accommodations? She said, you know, I she wanted this, this Airbnb to be a thing. She also kind of wanted it to fit underneath the umbrella of her personal brand, Courtney Burnett. So this is where we said, okay, let's figure out your vision for this because it's not just an Airbnb. It's not just a property. It's an opportunity to take what you're doing typically in a digital way and turn it into a physical space, which is really, really cool because that just makes your brand so real. She said, you know, well, I don't want it to just be a nice house. I want to include some accommodations. I want to make a sensory room. I want to add a wheelchair ramp and a shower chair. And we want to have animals in the back and make it easy for families that need, you know, any kind of accommodations to have a really good time. And then she starts thinking even bigger and she's like, you know, maybe we'll open multiple properties or maybe we'll allow other people to travel here when they need to, maybe it will become its own organization, you know, and this, this vision really kind of grew. And so what I want to impress upon you is that your brand needs to be really big because we are really good at reaching our goals, especially as coaches. Okay. You guys are so good at saying, I really want to create this and you go out and do it. And it usually takes you less time than you think. So we need to give you a really big brand that you won't grow out of in six months, right? And what I mean by that is the messaging has to be really high level and the vibe and the visual also has to be really professional and really speak to like that highest level that you want to achieve. Okay, so once we have the vision, right? You've done the soul searching, we have the vision, Now we're going to create the vibe. And creating the vibe to me 
means finding the right feelings and choosing the right words to describe those feelings. So in coaching, they talk a lot about, you know, changing your thoughts. Well, one of the easiest ways to change your thoughts is to change your language. And the same is true with branding. If you have a mediocre brand, a lot of times it's because the words that you're using in your branding, in your marketing, are vague or nonspecific or just a jumble of too many things, right? I think I've talked about this before, but if you don't really know what your thing is, if you don't know what your vibe is, you end up saying really nice things like, I'll help you create more abundance. I'll help you find more joy. And those things are nice, but people don't actually buy them because they don't really know what it means. And so we want to find your vibe. Sometimes it comes through first as just a feeling or a picture. Sometimes I'll even have a song come to mind for a client. I won't tell you what client this is because I'll int- I'm not quite ready to introduce it, but um, I have a client. And as I was thinking about her brand, the song that came to mind was I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. And that, not just the title of the song, but the actual music and lyrics and feeling of that song became the vibe of her brand. So for Courtney, I want to explain how we did this. Okay. So we started by saying, okay, what is it that people are going to do at this particular Airbnb? Because that can kind of give you an idea for how it feels. And Courtney was talking about, well, you know, there's the mountains and there's some hikes, but it's like pretty easy hikes. Um, I said, you know, kind of what is this, what is this place known for? And she said, oh, they have amazing sunsets. She said, my husband and I go out during the day. We love to see horses or ride horses or even just feed the horses. And then we come back and just watch the sunset. There was kind of this Western theme going on at the actual property. It was kind of like a 60s-inspired Santa Fe-esque casita built into this house. And so I thought, okay. And I just started feeling that feeling of being around horses, watching a sunset, right? And there was this sense of adventure, but there was also this relaxed, kind of peaceful vibe. There was actually an image that came to mind. This is like a an art piece that I've seen somewhere that just popped into my head, but it was a like full wall portrait of a horse. And the wind was blowing in the horse's face, but the horse is making eye contact with the camera. That image became the vibe for me. So that image like created a feeling in me. And I was like, that's the feeling that this property and that this new kind of sub brand needs to have. And the words that I created for this, which became the tagline of the brand, were quiet adventure. That really conveyed the like warmth and welcoming feeling. It also implied that there were things to do, but that you would feel at ease, that you would feel comfortable, that you would feel inspired when you were doing them. So again, most of the time you're just going to say, hi, this is my brand. I have, you know, Casita in Arizona that I want to make a logo for and they'll turn out something. 
But because we had this larger vision, I knew that we needed a vibe that was really, really strong. So that became the vibe for this property. And along with creating the tagline and some marketing materials, we actually came up with the name of the property, which became Sunset Haven Casita or just Sunset Haven. And again, that fit in with the vibe of this quiet adventure and this feeling of a grand horse standing still, allowing nature and allowing big feelings to pass through her. So from the vision, from the vibe, then you actually need the visuals, okay? Because one of the differences between a hobby coach and a professional coach is not just the words or the messaging in their brand, but the actual professional image. And I just want to take a second here before I explain kind of what we do and and give you Courtney's example, that the way things look really matters. If you've been following along, you know that I do not believe design and aesthetics are superficial. I really believe that making something beautiful is the best way to make it more meaningful and purposeful and special. And if you believe that your coaching is meaningful and powerful and special, you deserve to have a beautiful brand to go with it. And I think there's a reason that people often say, I just I just want a brand. I know it doesn't matter, but I just want a brand because I want it to look good. It does matter. It matters a lot. And your business as a coach is a form of self-expression. And your brand is the easiest way to show your clients what you're all about and what you believe about yourself. And if you have a crappy brand, I probably shouldn't say crappy. (laughs) If you have a crappy brand, it tells your ideal clients that you have a crappy belief. And that's probably too harsh. (laughs) I was going to say something about if you have a crappy brand, it's because you're a crappy coach, but it's not true, right? If you have a crappy brand, what it really means is that there's, there's a lack of alignment between who you are or who you could be and how you're showing up right now. And when you have that consistent professional image, it changes everything in your business. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because it's not just about making things beautiful so that you can fool people into working with you, right? It is the process of personal development by casting a vision and creating a vibe and becoming the coach that your ideal clients love to hire. And I really believe that. So when I am designing a brand, when I am building the visuals in this kind of vision, vibe, visual format, what I want to do is create something that obviously matches the vision and the vibe for your business. And it's a very straightforward process, right? Where I say, based on my experience and my expertise, I think these are the colors that are going to work really well. I think this is the type of font that you need. And I'll kind of walk through like, this is the creative direction. So for Courtney, what that meant was 
Um, we wanted something that captured that kind of Western feel. There was a wagon wheel on a lot of the gates and entrances in the casita that we thought that's kind of a unique visual element that we could use. We wanted something that was kind of 60s inspired, right? This was this is not the newest, um, most renovated Airbnb. And so we wanted to make that a strength, right? And we wanted something that felt wheelchair friendly and inclusive, welcoming, kind of this combination of modern fonts with rustic fonts, and then something that was inspired by nature. So like sunsets, mountains, water, et cetera. And what I came up with was first an icon that was traced around a wagon wheel, but then I took off the bottom half so it would look like a sun rising or a sun setting. And I used the same style. I call it kind of a Matisse style of cutouts where it's not exactly perfect. And they're these kind of block shapes because that was the same style that we used in Courtney's original brand. And the colors for Sunset Haven were also adapted from Courtney's brand. So we took the dark purple and we left that there, but then we took the green and the orange and we made those a little bit more Western inspired. So the brands are complementary to each other and they look like they belong together, but they're not an exact mirror or, um, you know, one isn't a twin of the other. So once Courtney had all three elements, the vision, the vibe, and the visual design, she was able to take that and use it in her marketing. And this is why I say that branding and belief are the two core components of a successful coaching business because all of your marketing efforts, all of your content, all of your networking, all of your emailing and copywriting and all of that comes from your brand. And if your brand has not been defined or if you've expanded or grown out of your brand, you need to revisit it so that you can actually communicate what you want your brand to communicate. I know that sounds super obvious, but so many coaches are limping along with a brand that does not look like them. And I mean that in a really abstract sense where it doesn't fit their personality. It doesn't fit the way that they talk. It doesn't fit the kind of things that they talk about. Or maybe it just looks really unprofessional despite the fact that they are a really, really good coach. And that's why I don't just want to give you a design that looks good. Because if I do that for you, you will be done with it in three to six months. You will outgrow it. You will change your mind. And that brand that you have paid a lot of money for will be worthless. What I would much, much, much rather do is help you make the time and the investment to figure out what it is you really want for your business, create a vibe so people know what you're all about, and then actually design something that is so beautiful and so professional and so unique to you that it makes it super easy to sign clients and create group programs and sell courses or memberships or whatever it is that you want to do. And I really believe that this is the secret to growing a successful coaching business. Here's the last thing that I want to say, because if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know 
why branding matters. But I just want to give you a few specific reasons why branding is especially important for coaches. Because like I said at the beginning, coaches are a unique type of business where on the one hand, you are promising a specific outcome or result to your clients. But at the same time, clients work with you because of who you are. And this is really where I shine is helping coaches create businesses where they can sign clients who align with their values and their beliefs and their personalities and not just clients who want the outcome that they're promising. But to do this, to attract the kinds of clients who are willing to pay you and who value your unique perspective and your personality you have to know what it is that makes you unique. You have to be able to sell it and you need a brand to do that. And the cool thing about building a brand is that it also eliminates all of your competition because you're no longer competing on what you do, which is coaching or how you do it, which is the package or the you know the, the promise that you're offering, but you differentiate yourself based on who you are. And I really, truly believe that you can build a profitable coaching business based on your authentic self. And I want you to build a business around your authentic self because it makes running a business so much more fun and so much easier and so much more profitable than anything else that you could do. So if you're intrigued by this idea, if you've worked on your belief, but you know that you need more than just a great mindset about your business, I want you to send me an email or a message on Instagram today and just ask about working together and what my vision for your brand could be. And I'll give you some details and ask you some questions to determine if this is a good fit and a good time for you. So stay tuned. Let me know if you have any questions and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aesthetically Speaking. If you want to support the podcast, please leave us a nice review or connect with us on Instagram at Rebecca Peterson Studio. 